0: Hello everybody and welcome back to an extra special episode of The Big Hitters FPL Podcast. As you can see, we have reached the big 100 subscribers, three days, so we have a right to celebrate that today and we will celebrate it. I've got a Game Week 30 preview podcast coming up for you, the deadline for Game Week 30 coming next Saturday, so we'll have a deadline for you then. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel on YouTube, The Big Hitters. Uh, so we can get to uh, 200 subscribers now. Um, and we're also on Instagram and Twitter uh, at the big, at big Hitters FPL. So in celebration of our uh, achievement of 100 subscribers, we have got a beautiful new Blue. logo, as you can see in our backgrounds. And we also have a beautiful new Blue. Um, PowerPoint. So thanks, Mr. Johnson, for the for the, uh, for, for the w- wise words. Um, um, so and yeah, another thing is that we have our own fantasy Premier League league, which you can join. The code is one O Q K. So you can join the competition. Us three in it as well. Uh, try you can try and beat us. Uh, I assume a lot of people beat us this week with the week we had. <laughs> Uh, So, I guess, without further ado, let's take a look at the horror show that was Game Week 29. Uh, First up is Jake.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, 38 points, not too bad, I guess, seeing as the average was 25. So, I guess that'll be all the managers that don't bother to look at their team for the whole season, um, bringing the average down. So, yeah, I guess... I guess I'm not too sad about that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, as you can see, um, both Fernandez and Diaz obviously didn't have a fixture. But then Cresswell, Target, and Bale. I think Bale was didn't play at all. And then Cresswell and Target, I think, both conceded two goals and both got a yellow card. So they both ended up. Sorry, they all they all ended up getting zero points for me, which obviously isn't great when the three of your players in a blank game week. Um, But, yeah, my captain, probably not that it matters too much, an extra two points it would have been. Um, But, yeah, captain was decent. I went with Kane in the end over Rafinha. Um, So, yeah, Kane got seven points, Rafinha got eight points. So, yeah, I'm not the end of the world. Um, And then Bamford um, did really well. So, goal and assist and three bonus. So, yeah, very. And Watkins blank, Dallas blank, and Martinez blank, which, obviously kind of betting against myself there with captaining his first player against Aston Villa um, um, but yeah unfortunate that um, Leeds conceded.
0: So, overall... a, week, a week to forget.
1: Yeah.
0: Right then Ludo just slightly better.
2: Uh, yeah I was quite um, satisfied with my week to be honest you know above average. Uh, Captain Kane, just like Jake and Noah, I think
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, obviously, I had quite a few players playing, so I was expecting an okay score. Uh, doubled up on Arsenal, didn't really pay off. You know when you when you think when you get told Arsenal scored three goals, you'd expect Obamiang to be among the goals. Unfortunately not. Uh, target blank blanks that's very annoying. Uh obviously Rudiger didn't play. Um went for the safe option, captain to Kane, paid off, you know. Um Bamford, you know, good good week for him. Um but am um, you know, green arrow, um so I'm satisfied. Um Suchek uh scores again when nobody has him. Um the own goal, to be honest. Uh, that was quite a debatable topic, if it was an own goal or not. Um, but, yes, yeah, I'm quite proud with the week. Um, and I think I did the best among the three. Did I? No,
0: yeah. I, I, I did one better than you.
2: Oh, uh, okay.
0: 44 for me this week. Um, again, similar problems to Jake. Uh, again, I had Cresswell and Target both got zero for me. Fernandes and Salah didn't play at all. Captain Kane, like the rest of us did, scored a sneaky penalty, so we'll take that. Only Rafinha and Bamford did better in my team, and it was them that actually brought the score up the most, with Bamford doing very well, Rafinha scoring as well. And, yeah, so the best up the three of us, uh, way above average. Unfortunately, though, it's still a very, very small red arrow, because I took a four-hit. With that, so a tiny little red arrow, which is, I, I like to call that a, a grey arrow, I guess, not really a red arrow, but um, so no, I, I'm happy that's over now, you know. Um, it's
1: red arrow in the big hit Italy, or not overall?
0: Overall, I got a red arrow, yeah. Really? Yeah, small one there, um, and yeah, so i was just willing to forget this week and just move on, but. As as blank games go, not too bad. So I'll take that every day of the week. Right. Uh, We are in uh, the midst of an international break, as boring as can be. Uh, No football on pretty much any of the time, although England are playing this afternoon, which is nice. Um, So I think now that 29 is over, we're sort of like focusing on how to build till the end of the season. And a lot of dramatic fixture swings before then. So we'll split it in two halves. So um, which which teams would you be looking at for, say, 30 to 34?
1: Which um, I think um, Wolves have a nice run of fixtures. I think on the fixture difficulty rating, they're all green fixtures. Um but then again, I'm not so sure they're the best players to be bringing in because obviously they've not been in great form and they're in the bottom half of the table. They're not scoring and they're conceding. Um, but I mean, obviously, Pedro Neto is probably the one player you would bring in from Wolves um, for those fixtures. So he, yeah, he could be a differential over the next few weeks.
2: Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd actually uh, go for... Chelsea assets um, because they've got some good fixtures in the short term. So um, I think to Chelsea, I've got West Brom, Crystal Palace, West uh, West Ham, and Fulham in their next few games. So obviously, I'm not sure. I think that from a defensive aspect, you know, that looks three or four clean sheets. in a row so that that would be great from a from a um, offensive aspect not sure it would be a bit risky um, because chelsea aren't the greatest at going forward at this moment in time but uh, and i think i think we can look at rudiger um, he's quite cheap 4.6 i mean for a chelsea defender quite cheap there's Christensen as well along with a very safe and reliable option. The captain, Cesar Aspilicueta. Um, dave always seems to start every game. Uh, I hope I don't get cursed now that I've said it. But um, yeah, so obviously that's in the short term. Um, but in the long term, I think Tottenham have some good fixtures. Um, you know, they've got they haven't got too many reds, so they've got two reds. Um, they've still got a match to be confirmed, so mm-hmm. that might be slotted in perhaps a sneaky little double game week or something like that. Some um, grey fixtures, but they include Leeds, uh, Newcastle. So they're not in the greatest of form, but you know if you want to... If you want to bring in someone to the rest of the season, then Son and Kane seem seem like, or Bale, seem like the real deal.
0: And then for the second half, so 35 to 38, I would certainly point out uh, Liverpool. I know they're probably uh, not in the greatest form right now, but they're one of those teams that might still have something to play for. Um... So you're looking at these fixtures from 35 to 38. Southampton at home, West Brom away, Burnley away, and Palace at home. So I think maybe even a midfield double up, Salah and Jota. Probably get you. Probably get a defender in there as well. So I, I take a look at them for 35 to 38. As well yeah. as probably. Um, who else?
1: Leeds, probably.
0: Leeds, yeah.
1: In the last couple of weeks. um I think they've got they've got Spurs, Burnley, Southampton and West Brom in the last four weeks. Um, so, obviously, there should be plenty of holes there, especially with two very good fixtures with Burnley and West Brom.
0: And West Ham as well, 36, 37, 38. They've got Brighton, West Brom and Southampton. So, a lot of actually yeah. good fixtures in the last three weeks, I'd say. Um I think, I think next week it would probably be quite a cool thing if we got a wild card and we did that in front of the viewers on the show. So um, I know a lot of people are doing their wild cards 31 uh, to set themselves up for the rest of the season. So we can have some fun playing around with that. Uh, but I think we should talk now about um, something weird which is going on with Game Week 32 and 33. So Game Week 33, we've got some confirmed blanks. We've got... Uh, City, Tottenham, Fulham, and Southampton all not playing because City play Tottenham in the Carabao Cup final. And then game 32, at the moment, there are four blanks in that as well. But I, I think they're going to be put back. And I think we should have a double game week 32 as well. So Just uh, on game week 33, I think that brings, brings us nicely on to Man City as a team uh what what are you going to try and maybe get rid of one or two city players before now before game 33
1: um i mean i've already gone down to two city assets um in getting rid of stones and having Gundwan and diaz um and Gundwan obviously hasn't been in the greatest forms at the moment i think it's 3.2 or something which is Relatively low compared to, obviously, a couple of weeks ago. Um, But obviously, no one really wants to get rid of him because you know what he can do. So I'd be wanting to hold Gundogan probably into the season. Diaz is the same. Obviously, City still do have a very good defence and he's the most likely to start every game. So I think I'd be keeping those two. But I've also got two Spurs assets in Kane and Bale. And I think for um, Game 833, I might move Bale on I mean he didn't start last week and depending over the next couple of weeks it might be a good idea. I mean I've got the money at the moment to go I could go bail to either KDB, well not for that week obviously, but um Aubameyang, or back even back to Salah. Um so I could get any of those three in for bail
2: for that week. Yeah, um I'm I'm following the same path as Jake actually. So I've actually gone down to two city players and I think so I've got Diaz and Kevin De Boina. Um the problem is that um, you know Man City have essentially won the Premier League um, and so it seems as if Pep is prioritising the Champions League um, so that means you know resting, Premier, resting KDB in the Premier League so that's something to look at With Gundogan, um, he is in in decent form lately. Uh, Talking about uh, form, you know, Jake was saying that he's not in the greatest of forms. He's actually scored for Germany. He scored uh, a couple of nights ago, along with a banging goal scored by Kai Havertz. Um, But... um, But yeah, so that's something we need to think about, especially with some blanks looming with City. Um, City will also be playing Chelsea in the Cup. Um, So, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I've I've gone down to two City players.
0: Yeah, I think three at the moment is too many with rotation and... I think Ludo's right to point out that there are other priorities for City. And I would not be surprised to see Gundogan get a few rests before the end of the season. Uh, And so in the more immediate term, this week City have got Leicester away. Uh, Are you going to be benching any of your City players against Leicester?
1: Um, Well, I guess um, we will be having a look at the team shortly. But I think I'll be benching both. My city assets.
0: Same with because me. I
1: think there's, yeah, there's a lot of nice fixtures this week, um, a lot nicer than Leicester. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I've not decided on it that I'm going to bench both of them, but it's looking pretty likely.
2: Yeah. Um. I was thinking about. So I've got Diaz and Kevin De Bruyne at the moment. Without any transfers, there they are both. On the pitch um, but obviously I've got two free transfers meaning that perhaps I could up- upgrade other players that could potentially re- not replace them but bench them um, so um, so yeah so I mean Kevin De Bruyne it can be a bit of a risk because Kevin De Bruyne is Kevin De Bruyne so you know he can just show up in big games as well, no problem. You know, as well as Diaz, you know, he can score, he can keep clean sheets and you know Man City at the minute seem close to unstoppable. So that is something to uh to think about. So obviously you could get someone like you could play someone like Dallas but you know if diaz gets that clean sheet and he's on your bench and you know you know Dallas might not even keep keep a clean sheet so that's a bit of a something to ponder about um so i'm i'm you know as i'm still thinking about it
0: right well for me i am planning on benching both if i bring in rudiger um, but, yeah, it's a tough one because on paper you'd want to bench them, but they're Man City, so they could just end up thrashing to 5-0. It's it's a hard one to judge. Uh, next, I think we should talk about a goalkeeper who has been a bit of an FPL legend this year, who basically has literally never left the PowerPoint when we're compiling the the perfect 11 that we do every week. Uh obviously I'm talking about Emmy Martinez here. Uh many World carders looking to wild card him out with a tough with a tough uh fixture schedule coming up. Do you think we should sell the great FTO legend, Emmy Martinez?
1: Um I mean it's a one obviously like you said he does have a lot of tough fixtures coming up. Um but I think after um, after City and Liverpool, sorry, Liverpool and then City, um, he's got West Brom, and then it's, I guess, yeah, it's still not a great run until the end of the season, so it might be a good idea to transfer him out, obviously, like we said, there's a lot of um, I mean, I think um, I've brought in Leno this week, obviously, not to play against Liverpool, but he has a nice run of fix. He's got um, Sheffield and Sheffield United. Um, and Fulham in 31 32, and then he's got um, Everton, Newcastle, West Brom. So, a nice few fixtures there. So, he could be a decent option.
0: And I think um, Edward Mendy as well of Chelsea. I think people were looking to bring him in as yeah. well. So,
2: yeah, yeah, interesting
1: I mean, the one there. West Brom the next two weeks.
2: Yeah, both, both, both keepers are good form at the minute. Um, you know, Edouard, Mandy as well. And I think with Martinez, it could be a bit of a risk selling him because even if he doesn't keep a clean sheet, he does still get some save points and um, which other keepers this season haven't really done too much if when they lack. So, you know, I think you shouldn't really... You shouldn't really dump a legend like that after what he's done to you. Um, So i think twice personally.
0: Interesting. Uh, Right, so uh, I've got a... uh, uh, What's it called? Uh, Comparison corner for this week. And it's an interesting one. It was a a double transfer I was thinking of making, which is Salah down to Jota and Gundogan up to De Bruyne. Uh, I've managed to talk myself out of it. Um... But the the um, comparison in the corner I've got here is Diogo Jota against Liverpool teammate uh, Mo Salah. So look at the stats. So this is uh, last six matches. The stats are per ninety minutes, and Jota is out statting Salah. What do you guys think about that? Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Salah is about, well, just under double the price of Jota. Um, but I think, I think Jota, I mean, you said you're not thinking of doing the double-up. Um, but I think, I mean, it, obviously, if you've got someone to transfer out, Jota and Salah at the double-up, I mean, they've got, like you said, we've said, decent fixture run till the end of the season. Um, so I think a double-up would be a good option. But um, if I had to choose one... I mean, I've took Salah up 29, in, sorry, in, in last game week um, for Bale, who obviously didn't play. Um, but now I think, I'm, I'm thinking of bringing Jota in. I think he's, obviously for his price point, he's, and he's returning more than Salah, I think he's a, he's the a better option.
2: Interesting. Yeah, again, uh, I'd say it's risky. Um, you know, Salah, 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 you know, he could he could blank seven times in a row, but then go and get a hat trick uh, in a big game. So uh, that's that's something to, to look to look at. And as well, I also think that I also have this theory that Klopp at this minute has the pressure to play both Salah and Mane on the pitch because. Uh, Honestly, I think you know those two Liverpool stars aren't you know aren't so happy at the minute. You know they you know they're world class players, and at the minute they're in what seventh seventh Mm -hmm. position? Not not sure. Sixth maybe. Uh,
0: Yeah. I don't don't, don't really.
2: I think that both Salah and Mane will be hungry. Will want to play, and. I thought, you know, against Chelsea when Salah played, he was, you know, he seemed very dangerous. He seemed like the biggest threat to Chelsea on the pitch. He then got subbed off and you could see his frustration. But that's something Klopp has got to manage and, you know, that could prevent Jota from getting game time. Having said that, they're still the Champions League to play.
0: Mm, it's an interesting one if I had to choose between the two uh, I'd probably still stick with Salah personally like I know price is quite an important factor in that but I'll put it this way I'm not going to make any active decision to, to sell Salah for Jota I think Salah's got penalties for him I think last couple of games I think although he hasn't scored I think his XG has been decently high I think he's had the chances which is uh, positive to see and I think Liverpool one of those teams that still have something to play for. I'm go- I'm going to come on to uh, motivation very soon, but I think so. I- I'd say you definitely should have one of them for the rest of the season. But I'd still just about be inclined to go Salah. Also, he's got the Golden Boot. He's got his joint top with Salah on goals, and I'm pretty sure he'd want to win that. So. I'm going to be sticking to Salah. Uh, so with motivation uh, we're into the last nine game weeks of the season and soon game week 34 35 things are going to get done. City are probably going to win the league soon. Sheffield United and West Brom probably go down soon. And so you want you want to really you don't want to don't really want to keep the players that've got nothing to play for because Man City, for example, if they do win the league, say, in the next three or four weeks, and they, they're still in the, in, the, um, in the Champions League, then they might not really care about the Premier League anymore. So um, all I'm saying is I think it might be time to just focus on, you know, the West Ham, the Liverpools that have something to play for, that have European places, or maybe even, you know, Fulham or Brighton, who've got set survival to fight for. Anyway, I'm going to stop waffling now and I think let's talk captains. So these are the captains we put together for this week. Uh, four captain picks there. Kane, Bamford, Rafinha and Fernandes. Who were you thinking, Jake?
1: Um, For me, it's between Kane and Fernandes. Um, obviously, I think Fernandez scored a goal and got an assist against Brighton uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, and obviously he's been pretty strong lately. Obviously, international break, you don't really know what's going to happen um, over two weeks or so. Uh, I think it's a good option. Um, Kane as well, obviously, in great form lately. Um, and Newcastle... I mean, they're just, no one really sees them as a strong side anymore. They're very, they're, I'm not quite sure how they're still a grey fixture, a three on the fixture difficulty rating on FPL. Um, but, I don't know, I, I think, yeah, I'm not sure who to go with. But I think Bamford or Athena against Sheffield United. I mean, Sheffield United have actually been, all right defensively recently. They've not conceded too many goals like they used to at the beginning
0: of the season. Um, ah, are, you, are you sure? Yeah. They, they just lost to Leicester 5-0. Yeah, I know.
1: But I don't know, we'll see.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Jake. I will be going to, with uh, Kane versus Newcastle. Newcastle have got a very bad defence at the moment they are low on confidence and you just sense a cane a cane hat trick somewhere. With Fernandez versus Brighton, I'd say that you know you know, I could see Brighton winning one 0 I I can see that happening. Although it's difficult, I can see that happening. And the reason I will say this is that Brighton are in good form at the minute. B, Mm -hmm. Manchester, all like almost all the Manchester United players are out on international duty, and whilst Brighton players will be mostly, you know, concentrating on this game, so they'll be analysing much more. They've got much more time, you know, to to get organised and to tackle this Manchester United team. So it's it's a bit of a that's what happens with international breaks. That you know, um, this is you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is this is the, the thing about international breaks. They they bring pros and cons, but yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I'd say obviously the strongest two are Kane and Fernandez, but I would actually, I'm actually the opposite to you guys. Um, I would actually encourage captaining uh leeds players i think sheffield united are just so down right now chris wilder's gone i i'd say if chris was still there i'd say they'd play they'd be playing better but he's gone and i just think that they're gonna go down very very soon so i think leeds will absolutely batter them is what i think and i think those are the two players that are going to get amongst the goals. But i don't think i'll captain i think i'll probably go with you guys and go with kane
1: i mean i've got all four of these players starting
0: ben. so uh right then uh i think uh two things left to do so we've got to reveal our teams and we've also got to reveal the perfect 11 that you guys have voted for so first is my team this is what my team is looking like so Again, lots of great fixtures. Uh, I've got quite a strong bench there with Gundogan and Salah. Uh, I intend to bench. I also intend to bench Diaz if I bring Rudiger in for dunk, which I am leaning towards doing this week. If not, I'll do it next week. But so Martinez, foot target, double up in defense, Creswell Dallas, Mount Fernandez, Rafinha, Bamford, Watkins, and Kane Captain. So I'm looking forward to this week. I think I've got a good team there. Uh, Right, who's next? Next is Udo. Uh,
2: Yeah, so I've got, at the minute, I've got five at the back. Um, All good players. Expect them to keep a clean sheet. So quite a unique formation for (laughs) this week. Um, But having said that, Should I use two free? I've got two free transfers, so I've got to use at least one. And I am currently looking at upgrading Suchek perhaps for perhaps bringing him in for another West Ham player. So perhaps Lingard. I'm not sure though. And Aubameyang is, you know, obviously I'm benching him this week, and it's. It's hard to bench an 11 minute Such an expensive player. Um, but I'm remaining patient. I'm waiting for the good fixtures to come. So I'm quite happy with my team. It's still lots, lots to think about but ahead of the deadline. And I'll probably be making some live transfers on the deadline stream. So be there to to see me and to see me complete last minute transfers and uh yeah
0: that is the deadline stream at saturday next saturday at ten thirty a.m don't be late um yeah interesting though that you want to hold on to a bum young i'd personally ditch him for bruno this week but your team is your choice so gonna leave that out there and then finally jake team
1: um, yeah, so playing a 3-4-3, um, and like I said, I've got a lot of good fixtures, as you can see, Crystal Palace Wolves, Sheffield United, West Brom, Newcastle, Fulham, um, so I'm going to be benching the City assets, I'm pretty sure, this week. Um, so yeah, I've brought Leno in for Gwyter. um obviously not for this week against Liverpool, like I said, but for the next um, few weeks. And having, I've got a couple couple of problems. Firstly, I'm not sure um, if I should bench target because obviously he's got a good fixture. He's got good assist potential, but I don't want to obviously Fulham score. I don't want to double up on Aston Villa defense. Um, so I, I'll have to have a think about that one. I mean, I've got a week or so to decide. Um, and secondly, I'm going to be bringing Rudiger in um, over the next couple of weeks, probably, well, as soon as possible, really. Um, but, so my problem is, who would I bring him in for? Because I'm, I'm going to want to keep the gas for the next couple of weeks. Um, maybe target. I'm not sure. Obviously, he's got the Liverpool and City. But then um, Dinia, Everton don't really have great fixtures after, I think, 32. So I think I might bring Redoor in then. But I could bring him in this week for West Brom. That would be ideal. But obviously, I don't have a for. So I've got, I've got some things to think about. But yeah, other yeah. than that, um, Kane Captain, probably stick with Kane for this
0: week. Very nice, yeah. I'll probably stick with benching Target for this week. Um, Okay, then, uh, last thing we have to do is we have. uh, We did the polls as usual on Twitter uh, for you to vote for who you think will do the best this week. So we've compiled a team of 11 players here, and this is what the team is looking like. You guys have voted for it. Here it is. Where is it? There we go. So that's the team for this week that you guys have voted for. Chelsea double up at the back. Uh, Martinez, of course, in goal. Jesse Lingard, Ilkay Gundogan, Fernandes, and Rafinha. Uh, Bamford, calvert Lewin, Harry Kane with the captaincy. What do you think of that, guys?
1: Yeah, it's a strong team.
2: Yeah, that's. Yeah, I agree. But there's nothing to there's nothing to discuss about. I mean, that is a Good team, right there.
0: Well done, guys, on Twitter. Uh, you got you got the seal of approval from Ludo. Good team.
1: Solid. Shrunk.
0: I know it's it, it's not my fault. It's his. He's done like a weird photo shoot with the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he wanted to show off. He's like lost a bit of weight, you know. Being on a diet. It's like, oh, look at me! I've lost weight. Um. Anyway. Um. I think that's the that's the end of the podcast for today. Um, 100 subscribers, yay! Uh, so uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel on YouTube, The Big Hitters, uh, so we can make our way to the next milestone, which will be 200. We're also on Twitter, and Instagram at Big Hitters FPL. Uh, game week 30 deadline coming up on Saturday morning. Game week 20, game week 30 deadline stream uh, coming up Saturday morning at 10:30. So make sure you join us for that um okay. bless you um you. our mm-hmm. fantasy league code is zero one t-o-q-k uh, and uh who wants to to reveal the standings
2: um yeah I'm... so standings of uh should i do them all okay. uh, sure.
0: yeah. quickly do top five oh.
2: Yeah, so I'll do top five. So uh, in fifth place, we have got Bimba uh, Murphy. Mm. Uh, with yeah, so good, good. Obviously, he played his free hit and increased in rank. Um, then we've got Jake in fourth place, yeah. and then actually we have got Johnny Brindle, who has uh, declined. Still in third place, still on the podium, clinging on to it. And in second place, we have got Romadaki FC. Another strong performance from him. But um, we, in first place, we have got Farrakh uh zero, zero 5 zero. So congratulations to him. One point separating between... Ooh. Uh, and second place, so very tight at the summit. It's all to play for. To um, so make sure to join that.
0: See if you can beat us. I, I've dropped down to eighth. God knows where Ludo is. Um, okay, uh, Ludo's sixteenth. Nice one. Um, okay, so uh, I guess we'll see you next Saturday for a deadline stream. Uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast and.